to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. So am. <laughs> so uh, things are loosening up a little bit, uh, finally, and we're able to get out a bit. Um, which is nice because Manitoba has been so locked up, but we're finally uh, getting a few changes to the isolation restrictions. And so you went to the mall today. <laughs> what, the, what, did, what did you get as your number one fashion item? My number one? Well, yeah. I bought clothes what, and stuff. What were you most proud of? I was most excited because I got uh, more masks and uh, they're pink. They're hot pink? Yeah. You got hot pink masks. And you le- you're given one to me. Yes. So I will definitely be wearing it at the appropriate moment. Unfortunately, our listening audience won't see it, but... Uh, oh, we can post it oh, on Instagram. There's always yeah. Instagram. Oh, shoot. <laughs> why, Lord, why? Anyway, we're back and we're glad to be back. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about growing in faith and trust. Right. So this series is all about what are we trying to do to help ourselves in the midst of this pandemic and isolation. I mean, things have opened up a little bit, but we're still pretty much on our own. I think in Manitoba, the rule now is that you're allowed to have two people come and visit you in your home as long as they're sort of designated people. uh, That's the same people. Nobody else is allowed to come at any point. So for folks that are by themselves or uh, just don't have many other people in their lives, this you're pretty isolated and you're alone. And the Lord's inviting us to take time to pull aside to be with him and that he wants to meet us. And so today the idea is about growing in faith and in trust. Now, this is a tricky one because we all know we want to grow in faith, but most of the time we've been taught in our lives that we're going to grow in faith and in trust by learning more, by going to church more often, by uh, memorizing the reading and memorizing the Bible, those kinds of things. And rarely do we think, or rarely are we taught, you're going to grow really well and a whole lot when you're in times of trouble, when it's really difficult. But it turns out that that's true. And there's biblical examples of it, and there's life examples, and now we're living through something. This season that we're in has the potential to really produce in us increased amount of faith and trust. Now, why do you think the Lord cares that we grow in faith and in trust? (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) It just seems kind of self-explanatory that those are good qualities to possess. I mean, it is, but, but you know, if you, if if I said to you, Emily, trust me, I'll take care of it. And you don't trust me at all. What does that do for our relationship? Like, how close can you really be to me? How how connected can we be if you've got a wall up that says, well, yeah, I, I'm like you, but I don't know if I trust you. Yeah. That's the breakdown, right? Yeah. And so this whole idea, this whole thing about trust is rooted to this uh, larger issue of the Lord wanting us to come close to him. This is actually a friendship issue. Do you remember a few years ago when we started using that term in our house of prayer? Friendship we, with God. Yeah, I mean, it was we hadn't used it almost at all for the first 10 years. It wasn't even in our vocabulary. And then one day, I heard the Lord say, I want friendship with you. I want you to develop friendship with God. 
And I was using the term, preached on it a couple times. I was telling people about it. To be honest, I didn't even understand it, actually. If somebody had said, well, how do you do that? I would have said, I don't know. I just, I just know that the Lord wants to develop friendship with us. And so we sort of just set ourselves to say, we're going to go for it. And we named the internship after it. Do you remember that? The consecrate internship, the byline was friendship with God. You know, it's like we knew enough to know that it was important. We put some pieces in place, but we, we were on the front end of growing in it as opposed to 50 years down the road, we've got it and we figured it out. But we knew that this, and, and this was clear even from the beginning, the Lord was saying, if you'll develop increased faith in me and trust in me, on the other side of this, you'll have deeper relationship with me. It wasn't trust just for trust's sake. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to play all kinds of tricks on you all the time. You know, what's that one where you fall backwards, you know, and you have to trust that the guy's going to catch you. Trustful. <laughs> yeah. Trustful. That's it. <laughs> it's not that kind of thing. The Lord's not just trying to set you up. He's running around going, trust me, you know, and then he's, and then he doesn't appear where you want him to. And he's messing with your mind all the time just to see if you'll actually still follow him. It's, it's not a, it's not even an end in itself. He's, he's not, he's not setting out just to say there, I've built another characteristic in you. Trust. Uh, it's disconnected from everything else, but who cares? I, I got you to trust me. It's rooted to something. It's faith and trust are connected, and trust ultimately leads to a deep intimacy with God, a deep relationship. The, the term that some, some streams of Christianity use is communion with the Lord, this idea that you are so close, that you know him so well. You can't know him if you don't trust him. I mean, you can know about him, but, but to really know him, you have to establish levels of trust, and the trust piece comes uh, frequently in times of trials and testing, in times of difficulty. And if you think in your scriptures, if you think about the way some of the things unfolded for the disciples, for the New Testament church, a lot of stuff took place in adversity and difficult times and trials, and it came as a vehicle to produce trust. The, the leaders, the people that, that he, was, he was raising up, trusted him more and ended up loving him more and ended up being more devoted to him all the way because they, they gained that. If you never have the adversity, you never get it. It's kind of painful, but it's, it really works like that. So let me tell you a story. It was back uh, December of 2019. So this is uh, just a few months before the pandemic breaks out and I'm sitting in our Bible meditation time and the Lord asked me a question. He says, uh, it was weird because it had nothing to do with what I was what I was working on. But the question comes and he says, which would you rather have? Would you rather have the knowledge of what's coming next so that you could know what to do for the next few steps? Or would you rather have a heart that is completely at peace, even in the midst of total darkness when you can't see a thing? And I thought, first of all, why are you asking me that? I had a moment of panic because you just... You don't like that question asked. That sounds like something bad's about to happen. But I just thought, huh, I think I want both. First of all, I don't want just the, I don't want just the information. I want to know, I want to be at peace. But I, the idea of just being at peace with no idea what's coming next seems scary. So I said, well, Lord, I know the answer is number two. So I will say yes to that, even though I don't know what I'm saying yes to. And I never heard anything else. He didn't say anything. I just knew that that question was in front of me. Like, I'm asking you to choose a heart that's completely at peace, even though you have no idea what's going on around you, what's right in front of you. Like, you're in the dark. You can't see a thing. And you're at rest. 
and you know what that's like in the dark. You get kind of, you can get kind of panicky, right? If you don't know what's around you and it's the basis for, you know, half the horror movies out there, put somebody in the dark with somebody chasing you and some scary music. And that's where fear comes. And so, so we're, we're built to be a little panicky when we don't, we can't see what's in front of us. And the Lord was saying, no, I'm going to invite you into something. You can have more trust if you will go this route, I will give you a heart that's completely at peace, even in the midst of the swirl around you that you can't see. And you'll struggle to to want to take control and to see what's out there, but I'm not going to give that to you. I just want you to find me in the midst of it. And you can have a heart completely at peace and it'll produce more love and more relationship. And so nothing else happened that day. And I went home and I, I wrote it down and I just thought, I don't like the sound of that, but I'm saying yes to it. And then I just kept on going. And then it was a few months later that the, all of this chaos started and I started to realize, oh, you're really, this is real. Like this isn't a theoretical question. You're really asking me what, how would I respond to trouble and, and difficulty, even though I don't know how it's going to turn out. I mean, do you remember what it felt like in those early days of the, the pandemic when it was so uncertain? When all the news was coming in so fast and all these people in China were dying and were like, what's about to happen? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was that moment. I remember anxiety. I hated talking about it. That's right. You used to tell us that all the yeah. time. You're like, please stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bit frightening. And that was coupled with most people were saying, I need to know what's happening next. I need to know what's around the corner. I just need to know what to do next. How do I prepare? What do I do? And because that's the way we're built. We want to do that with everything. And the Lord was saying, yes, of course, I'm not trying to keep you in the dark, but it's more important that your heart is connected to me because, I mean, think this thing through. He knows everything, right? He knows everything. He has all the answers. He's not in the dark at all. And so he was saying, I, I need you to feel trusting of me. I don't want you um, trying to solve this problem on your own. And it was in that moment that it, that, uh, it became personal, became real for me. So trust is, is, uh, the key and growing in trust in this season. So Emily, when I say all of these things, it should make you think, I'm sure it makes everyone think about, uh, how he leads in our life because we're trying to follow him and we're trying to believe in him and trust him. And how does it make you feel about his leadership in your life, especially in the midst of what's going on. Mm, like I know the whole point is that we trust him more and everything, but like I've heard you say multiple times, you can either uh, trust him and like lean into him or some people just say, well, screw you. This is too painful. And I don't like the way that this is going, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I felt, more so like that in the beginning of just like what's happening, yeah. but not like screw off God, not that. No, like, I would never say that if I were you. <laughs> That's unwise. Like, but some people are thinking that and they're just like giving up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I want to trust him. And like, obviously that is something that everybody wants, you know, but this is like, it feels like it's never ending, you know? And like at the beginning of the year when they were like, now our cases are dropping. We're going to open stuff up again. And and the vaccine is going to be here. And we're going to do this and this. We're like, oh, okay, yes, maybe, you know? And then, boom, three variants that are going to kill us. <laughs> like, Everything's trying to kill literally, us. Literally, like, 
this it just feels like it's never going to end. Mm. And so I feel like the whole trusting factor for me is not producing like communion at all. Mm. Like I don't feel that like I feel exhausted by every single thing. So I want to trust the Lord and I I feel like I do in some element, mm -hmm. but not that it's producing that in me. Right. I feel just like tired. You right. Know. Yeah. You know what? I I would. My guess would be that you are more representative of what's happening out there than what I'm describing. I think more people, believers, church going folks, are more of them are in your situation than not. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's two things I could say about that. The first one is that not everything that we are hoping or believing that he's going to produce in us gets produced instantaneously and in its fullest measure. So. So there probably is some of that being produced in you. You just can't see it because it's short-term analysis. This is going to take a little while. It might be way down the road that you're in another situation that's more challenging and you find yourself trusting differently or you have a, a desire to, to go with him in a different sort of way and you'll think, wow, I wasn't like that before. Where did this yeah. come from? And some of it is because you're in the, in the adversity. Yeah, like I can see myself even now like reacting to things differently that have come up multiple times throughout this year. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard for me to like hear you talk about what it's producing in you and everything and what it should be producing in me, but I'm not feeling that at all. Yep. Or like seeing you and the staff or whatever do mm -hmm. certain things and I'm just like, well... <laughs> they're a lot holier than I am, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, we are actually much holier. No, I mean, actually, the, the reality is that everybody's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their own uh, way forward into interacting with the Lord. Everybody's starting at a different place, right? So, uh, you know, you're 23 and I'm 55. Yeah. And so I, I didn't bring to the package at the beginning of this pandemic the same uh, measure of relationship with him that you brought. Yeah. That you're, you're in a lot of ways starting, and I've already have years, decades and decades ahead of you. So we can't compare, right? It's a different journey. And it's important to recognize that the Lord is actually doing things and really providing uh, these things in your life, whether you can see a lot of it or not, because it takes time. It really does. But see, what are we looking for is the second point. How do you measure whether or not you're growing? And so I use terms like, uh, communion and intimacy with the Lord and things like that. And we, we instantly ideas come to our minds about exactly what that looks like. I'm enraptured by yeah, the presence of like, the Lord. Uh, and, where? <laughs> yeah. And so you have lots of bad days and lots of disconnected days and lots of, I wish this was over days. Mm -hmm. And then, but you probably never think when you're having your disconnected, uh, I wish this was over days. You probably never think to yourself, that it's that the presence of the Lord Himself is stirring in you a desire to want to get out from underneath the stuff that's that's bothering you, so that you can uh, function better. Like we we always think, well, that's just our selfishness, and it and it is to some degree. Like we just want to get it over with and we want to move on. But there's the Lord sometimes is the one that's involved in that, saying, "I'm making you uncomfortable right now. I'm the one that's making it all uncomfortable, and I want you to." to uh, recognize that even in your in your frustration, it's me, I'm here, I'm prodding you, I'm, I'm trying to get you to, um, to look up instead of looking just at yourself or looking at it, each other. I mean, it's one of, the, one of the big things right now is everybody's isolated, so they're all feeling like they're missing other humans. The answer is not to just go and connect with other humans. 
I mean, that's not going to meet the needs that you're, re- that you're really looking for. It'll do it at some level, but the Lord's saying, no, I'm, I'm pushing you. I want you to, to find me in the midst of this. And anytime you look my way, he, he would say, anytime you'll just look up and go, oh, Jesus, help me. I hate this. He's saying, I, you, you're gaining something because the very fact that you'd reach for me at all, the very fact that you'd even think of me and not just yourself and try and solve this is an example of how you're, you're seeking that trusting heart in the midst of the darkness instead of just saying, give me information, give me answers. I'll solve it myself. I don't need your help. And, you know, when they're big enough, of course, everybody reaches and says, oh, God, if you're real, help mm-hmm. me, help me. But, but he, he really is interested in us knowing him. He really wants us to believe him, and he really wants us to trust him, even when it's difficult. And so he stirs and he allows difficult circumstances. So I would say to you, don't um, make the mistake of looking at other people to conclude if anything's happening, number one, in your own life. Two, I mean, I'll ask you this question. What needs to be done in the short term, in the midst of this pandemic and isolation, all that, that you can do to help yourself, uh, knowing that on the other side of this will be trust? Well, we've already done eight episodes on things that you can you can <laughs> do, but but there are, but in the, in its simplest form, we want to. I'll just say it this way: we want to say yes to him, not no, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you think about your grandmother for a second. <laughs> okay, we often use her as an example. This is my mom, but she is an example of one of the most uh, connected to Jesus that we know of, mm-hmm. right? Where she just seems to have a relationship with him as the real person that she just knows him in a different way. The idea that she would say no to him about anything is impossible. Yeah, It just isn't, right? Yeah. I mean, you know her. Yeah. Would she ever do that? No. <laughs> because cause he's real. Yeah. And so the Lord is saying, I want to produce that in you. So that when you come through these kinds of circumstances or in good days or in, you know, easy times or in whatever's ahead, you just, you're never going to say no. Mm-hmm. You're just going to say, I know you. I, and, and communion will look like whatever it looks like in each circumstance, but I'm gonna, I've got a yes in my spirit now because you're real and I, I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. I'm going with you. Yeah. Like when I look at her, I think um, sometimes I compare myself to you or her mm-hmm. in a way that isn't actually good that it's more so of like I'm comparing where I am right now to where you are right now, which is impossible because she's in her seventies and you're in your fifties. So we cannot relate, you know, she's lived her whole life like that, but I should be looking at what did she go through at my age that developed what she has now. Exactly. Exactly. Don't even look at your friends at your age. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly even what I was just going to say. I was like, we're all messed up. Like, I can't Nobody, help. you can't look at anybody because no. nobody's going to help you in that. The only thing you can do is you can look around and see what others have done. Yeah. Look at their lives and go, I want to be like that person when I'm 70. And then what do I need to do in order to get there? Yeah. Uh, and then you just do it and you keep your eyes on Jesus. And you, and you But knowing that he wants you near him and knowing that he, even when it's difficult, his goal is still to get to produce a new trust that will allow for deeper friendship really helps. Yeah. Cause then you can do anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've been feeling um, almost somewhat of a guilt that I would be thinking, Oh, can this just be over already? Right. But like not thinking about that. The Lord knows that I'm complaining and that is still building something in me. Totally. Even then he knows. Like, you know, I, I just feel like 
oh, like, okay, I'm trying, but like, this sucks. <laughs> sure. But see, you, you have it. You have it. If you just stop and you just formulate it in your, in your, in a sentence, you know where you are, you know what needs to happen and you even know how to get there. You just don't like it. Yeah. And the Lord's going to work on that part yeah, too. It's so. hard. <laughs> Good fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great fun. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. And on behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast. Shopcast.